Today is Sunday, May 2nd, 2021, and this... It's just a slot machine. Actually, today's slot machines don't just steal your money, they're deliberately engineered addiction. Interesting marketing strategy. Definitely going to play this one now. It's 500 by Midnight, the original Las Vegas podcast, show number 783. I do wish that for you. We're gonna give Daddy the Rain Man suite. Do you dig that? We're going to Vegas, Mike. Vegas! Do you think we get there by midnight? Money, we're gonna be up 500 by midnight. Vegas! Vegas, baby! Vegas! Las Vegas is waiting. Out on the streets below. Hello. Everybody, this is Tim, and this is Michelle. Welcome to Five Hundred by Midnight. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. Oops, I almost stopped recording instead of pausing my. Uh, well, it's going to be a technically fun day. Uh huh. So, uh, yes, I am doing well. Thank you for asking. Here we are, back for another podcast for the seven hundred eighty-third time. <laughs> so that establishes where we are right now. Shall we move on? Yes. All right. This podcast is listener supported by awesome folks, including Tits McGillicuddy. I was uh, mailing out pins the other day. I'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. And I confirm that Tits McGillicuddy is not the uh, the actual name of this person. Okay. There's a different name on the shipping address. So in case you've been wondering, mm. uh, what else do we have here? After Tits McGillicuddy, I'm having trouble reading today. Ian and Casey Peterson, I'm going to butcher this name. Rawi Kambiranand. See, look at you. You just, you, I should let you do these. Steve Parker. I'm not sure if it's right, but I just, it's close, I wanted closer to give it a than good I effort. Gotten. Thank you for committing to it. I'm like a squirrel that runs halfway across the street and changes its mind. <sighs> I, I get like one syllable into a name and I just... Start second guessing. Mm-hmm. Whitney Brito and Lena, thank you to all of these patrons and others who are supportive of this podcast yes, for whatever you. fucking reason. I don't understand it, but they like it. Uh, yeah, so our latest Patreon pin is here, mm-hmm. and some of them are in the mail to you, our listeners already. It is a This Better Be a Good Habitat White Tiger pin. <clears throat> I'm happy with this one. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, so yes, those are going out, and the first batch is in the mail. The rest of them will be going out tomorrow and Tuesday. So keep an eye on your mailboxes if you are one of the folks who gets those. We're going to do a chat maybe probably next Saturday. Sure. Since Sunday is Mother's Day, we don't want to do it then. Nope. People are probably going to be busy. Yes. So we'll plan one on Saturday. Keep an eye on Patreon for details on that. Those are always a good time. Um, what else? That's about it for now. As always, you can visit patreon.com slash 500 for details on becoming one of our Patreon patron supporter favorite people in the world. All right, we've got a little bit of news, and then we're going to wrap up probably, or at least get through a big chunk of our the rest of our trip reviews, reports, observations. Uh, so we have several items this week that would fall under this category. Do you remember? 
I don't remember fucking oh, anything, weird. man. Hey, remember the Harmon? Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't remember the Harmon, that was a hotel that was built as part of the city center center complex on the Las Vegas Strip, right there by Vidara and Aria and what is it? Veer, Veer and what is now the Mandarin Park. Oriental, the Pocket Park, Crystals. All that was built at the same time, and there was a hotel built called the Harmon right along the Strip between Cosmopolitan and Crystals, and uh, yeah, they had some problems. When it came to building that, some construction issues, and then there was a lawsuit between the owners of City Center, which is a collaboration between MGM Resorts and Dubai World. Uh, They had a lawsuit with the builders of that particular property over who was responsible and whether or not they could actually open the property and consider it safe and all this, and they ended up... um, Settling that, I guess, and taking the whole thing down. Dismantling it. They dismantled it one floor at a time. And for the last several years, it's just been a concrete slab. Well, it's not going to be a concrete slab for long. That property has sold. City Center Holdings has sold that two-acre space to developers. These are the same people, the the new owners, are the same people who own and developed the Harmon Harmon Corner property across the street. Along the Harmon Corridor. So that's, yeah, oh, the Harmon Corridor. Hey, remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. That um, Harmon Corner mini mall, I guess, has a Taco Bell Cantina and a Bubba Gump Shrimp, and it used to have uh, Twin Peaks, and it's a lot of chain restaurants mm-hmm. and things like that. I think there's a Walgreens in there. Yes, there is. Of course, because those are big money makers. Well, the new property across the street went for $80 million for two acres. That, I believe, based on some things I've read, sets a record for strip property values. $40 million bucks an acre. Oh, to own some prime real estate on the Las Vegas Strip. Mm-hmm. They are planning to build another retail structure, also known as a mall. So expect restaurants and retail. In the rendering, there is a CVS, of course. Can't have a Walgreens without a CVS. There isn't. Well, isn't there a CVS? Well, there's one right by Park MGM. And then there's one by Bally's. Yeah, there's a lot. There, there was an article a, a few years ago. There's a high concentration of drugstores on the they Strip. They make now. a shit ton of money. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, an article, probably the Review Journal or Las Vegas Sun a few years ago about the amazing amount of money that those stores bring in. So it's not a surprise they're putting up yet another one. At some point, I would think they would have to reach a saturation point, but I don't know. I guess not. I mean, the, I, I would consider that new Target in the same general, mm-hmm. you know, category same kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't go very far without running into one of those things. So they're also going to put up a big, based on the rendering at least, they're going to put up a big video board like they have at Harmon Corner. So I'm guessing they're going to be able to make a bundle of money on advertising uh, as well. So if you're interested in seeing what this looks like, go to 63lasvegas.com. Or if you're interested in leasing space at the new mall, you can do so. You can submit an inquiry on that website. So there you go. New retail coming to Har- to the former Harmon Hotel location. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really expect that they would put up a hotel there or anything after yeah. they took it down. So this is kind of, I figured they maybe would expand crystals. Mm-hmm. This isn't a huge shock. I wonder what the access will be like. Yeah, I, from like strip level, I don't know. Obviously, I would imagine that they'll have access from the pedestrian bridge. Mm-hmm. That would be super convenient, and I w- I'm guessing there will be some sort of access from the strip as well. So I would think it would be pretty good. 
seems to be in a decent location. So there you go. I'm guessing that'll open in a couple of years. Yay for stuff that I won't do anything with except for walk through or maybe buy some band-aids or something or an emergency coconut water how do i come up with band-aids like have i ever bought band-aids in las vegas no because i'm always carrying them you're well prepared all right next up we've got this do you remember i don't (laughs) what's going on with my do you remember clip this week i don't know fucking crashed my uh music player all right we're not gonna do that anymore no we don't need to play it for everything well we could for the next one too but that's okay all right, 100 shows ago, March 2019, Podcast 683, we discussed a new attraction plan for Las Vegas called Flyover Las Vegas. The whole concept behind this is it's a motion ride, but not one of those little individual motion rides. This is a big-time thing. Um, so you're harnessed into an elevated seat that moves around, and there's like fake wind, and I don't think they have rain, but they, they do all this stuff to make it feel like you're flying and the screen surrounds you. It's not just in front of you. It's on the sides. It's underneath you. So it's supposed to feel like you're flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have these in other locations. I want to vomit a little just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, you're not doing this. I'm thinking I might do this. Yeah. Even though the height thing would probably be a little much, but I mean the feeling of heights, but I think I could handle this. You do that while I go to the drag show. I don't... Well, you can do that if you want, but I this doesn't last as long as the drag show anyway yeah okay we can do that we can um so they have these so this particular location in las vegas it will feel like you're flying over the las vegas strip over the grand canyon other things in the general las vegas area they've been filming video for the last year and a half um oh they do have mist they have wind and mist Hmm. so i suppose if you're going through if you're flying above lake mead or a cloud who knows um and then there's a, people who are Disney fans may be aware of a similar attraction called Soren, and this is from the same people, I believe. So anyway, um, at the time that this was announced two years ago, I said, ah, 50-50. And the reason I gave it only a 50% chance of happening is because they did not specify a location, which is always an indicator. Eh, mm. They might just be floating the idea to see if they can get interest. And floating it the idea, happen. nice. Didn't even intend to do that. Las Vegas Weekly, however, announced a couple days ago that it is opening this fall. It's been under construction. I had guessed if it did open, it would be at the link. Eh, Not at the link. It is at the former Showcase Mall Theaters, which we've been to years Mm -hmm. ago, like 20, long time ago, Uh 98. Yep. We saw Dead Poet Society there. (laughs) When we didn't know how to... No, it was Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. That's what it was. We didn't know how to fucking do Las Vegas. Um... Anyway, Showcase Mall near MGM Grand, those theaters, they're going to have two different flyover theaters. I guess it takes 45 minutes to an hour to do this. I don't know what the prices are yet. They haven't announced it. The one thing that I'm looking forward to is when we begin getting reviews for this Mm -hmm. is our beloved Vegas nerd community chiming in to complain about the inaccuracies of the footage because it's no longer current, mm-hmm. even though it's only going to be a couple of years old by the time it. You Where's know, Resorts World? Resorts World isn't here. There you go, or it's under construction, mm-hmm. or no, it'll be it'll be minuscule things. Yeah, it'll be like, wait a minute, there's a Chick Fil A now in front of Planet Hollywood. Why isn't that in the video? Like that. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Uh, so there you go. If you want to check this out, I believe the website is flyoverlasvegas.com. They don't have they haven't updated that since they announced this in 2019 though, but I would imagine pretty soon they will have prices and an opening date and all those things. 
All right, moving along. Do you remember? Okay, a few weeks ago, actually a month ago, we mentioned a theater that had opened at Neonopolis called 35 Cinema, and their whole shtick was they were showing old movies, classic movies. You could see them on the big screen. Well, we were in Las Vegas. We saw a sign outside of Neonopolis. We didn't bother venturing in because it's Neonopolis and nobody does. Mm-hmm. They were showing Mars Attacks and Halloween 4 at the time. Exciting. Mars Attacks at least has a Las Vegas mm-hmm. tie-in. Uh, that theater is already closed. It's gone. What? Something in Neonopolis closed? I, this is e- this is quick even for Neonopolis, yeah. though. And usually you give it a couple months at Neonopolis. No. I think this opened in March. So, yeah, two months. That's, that's pretty quick. Um, so, yes, they posted on Facebook that supposedly they're moving to a larger location that will um, have easier access, and they said they couldn't survive at the previous location. Yeah, I could have told you that before you opened and saved you a whole lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Contact me with these questions. Uh, yeah, thanks to Tim Parker for alerting us to this closure on the Facebook group. So there you go. If it opens again somewhere else in the general vicinity that I give a shit about. The tourist corridor. The tourist areas of Las Vegas. We'll talk about it. If it's out in fucking some... If it's if it's more than five a five minute walk off of Las Vegas Boulevard or the uh, Fremont Street area, eh, we'll probably not even bother mentioning it because I don't care. All right, <sighs> and that's what it's all about here. What do I care about? Yes. All right, there was a merger this week that I barely care about, but we'll discuss it anyway. Two big nightclub companies are combining to become one. This seems to happen every few years. Remember the light group? Mm-hmm. And then that was absorbed, I think, by Hakkasan. Hakkasan is now being absorbed by by Tao, the Tao group. So um, mostly nightclubs, some restaurants, all under the same ownership bucket. Tao currently owns Beauty and Essex, Lavo, Marquis, and the Tao restaurant, beach, and nightclub venues. Hakkasan owns, of course, its namesake, nightclub and restaurant. Jewel, Liquid Pool, Omnia, Seersucker. Wet Republic, and Casa Calavera, which we reviewed last week. Uh, for now, at least, Hakkasan Management will continue to operate those venues, so I wouldn't imagine we'll be seeing a lot of changes right away. I don't know really what the ramifications of this merger are. Maybe, I'm guessing, that they'll merge their loyalty programs. Are you familiar with the loyalty programs? I am not. I thought these were made up. Tau Bucks and Hakkastar Rewards, where you can... Uh, you know, scan your card, and then you get Zappos dollars, nightclub benefits. I don't. I did make these up. I have no idea what. I have no idea. They don't have a loyalty program. I, okay. Yeah. I was just like, well, what would happen if they? I, the only thing I could think of is combined loyalty programs, which they don't have. But what would a nightclub loyalty program? I suppose you could like skip the line, um, get, uh, skip the bathroom line. That seems like that oh, would be a thing you'd want to do. That would be important. Yeah. Um, skip the line at the bar although yeah. most people probably do i don't know none of these things exist anyway. i just I made know. them up because i was bored all right moving <sighs> along aren't you glad i'm here to entertain you and mostly myself mm-hmm. we are very happy every week I, i'm happy as there are announcements about shows returning to las vegas so even some of the things that we normally wouldn't discuss that much because mm-hmm. they've fall below the residency threshold that you have arbitrarily set at what did i set it at nine Nine. okay this falls below nine although i know when park theater first opened this was announced as the first big residency even though i don't really think of it as that we're talking about bruno mars he's had several not even several a few 
sporadic blocks of dates there, Mm -hmm. but they're really far apart Mm -hmm. and they're only like in this case, six shows. So I don't know, six shows every two years doesn't, that's not a residency. Anyway, Bruno Mars is coming back to Park Theater. This is now, because it starts in July, they're all happening, all of his dates, his six dates are happening in July, ahead of Usher at at uh, the Coliseum. So this will mark the first almost semi-sort of residency returning to Las Vegas post-pandemic, or it's not really post-pandemic, but post-pandemic um, fuckery yeah. in Las Vegas. Restrictions. There yeah. you go. Tickets sold out pretty much other than some super expensive package deals right away. So huge demand There's for demand. these shows. I mean, we yeah. saw last week we talked about Usher adding dates and now this. So people want to go out and see shows and bands and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering maybe he'll end up adding more dates. I haven't seen any indication of that, but you would think if you sell out six shows really fast and they're, the tickets were not cheap, I think the lowest price was 300 bucks or something. Wow. Yeah. Um, you would think, being a businessman, mm-hmm. that Bruno Mars would say, fuck this shit, let's add another dozen dates. But mm-hmm. I don't know, we'll see. Speaking of residencies, one that we have mentioned numerous times on this podcast is Santana at House of Blues. House of Blues, of course, is located at Mandalay Bay. I believe I saw something recently that House of Blues is currently undergoing a renovation. Hmm. Well, when that reopens, uh, Santana will be returning. As you may recall, Santana is known to announce an extension of his residency, like clockwork, every six months. We've quit, <laughs> we've quit discussing them because I finally caught on to that whole scam. You know, it's like a 10-year deal, mm-hmm. but they only announce them in six-year chunks to continue six to get months. the press. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be doing shows in August, September, November, and December. Tickets are 100 bucks and up. If you're a fan of Santana's brand of whatever it is he does, he plays guitar and... Anyway, uh, you can go see him at House of Blues. <laughs> what a ringing endorsement. <laughs> it really is. All right. Restaurant news. With absolutely no advance hype, Bobby Flay opened a new burger joint at Caesars Palace this week. Nobody, there was like, usually with a celebrity chef, you'll get a lot of advanced hype. Mm-hmm. Nope. All of a sudden, Bobby's Burgers opened in the new, in the renovated food court at Caesars Palace. And uh, this is good news because it's been really hard to find a place to get a burger on the Las Vegas Strip. Mm-hmm. And fucking finally, somebody decided to open a burger joint. So there you go. If you're a fan of Bobby Flay's and you don't want to walk over to City Center for his other burger joint, Bobby's Burger Palace, you can get one at Caesar's Palace now. And then he has another restaurant in the former Mesa Grill space at Caesar's that is expected to open soon, and that's called Amalfi. So there you go. Finally, before we get to our trip stuff, uh, if you're planning on going to an event at Allegiant Stadium, you will have a place where you can uh, have a cocktail and some food before the game, which is good because it's really hard to find that in Las Vegas, and there will be a, a specific spot now where you can do that. It is outdoors at Luxor and Mandalay, Pal- Mandalay Place. They're shopping, their little shopping area between mm-hmm. Luxor and Mandalay Bay. Uh, in the parking lot there, there is going to be a... Uh, they're calling it a tailgate area, but that's, I know, maybe I'm getting a little too pedantic with the term. But <laughs> for tailgating, don't you have to be able to park your car there and say, use your tailgate if you have yeah. a truck? 
Yes. That's, this is not that. I don't believe that's the case here. I believe that they're just going to have like an open space and they'll have food vendors. And drinks, obviously. Drink vendors. They're going to make a shit ton of money because it's within walking distance of the stadium. So for football games, I would imagine, you know, if you want to hang out with a bunch of drunken uh, Raiders fans, and who doesn't, <laughs> uh, this would be the place to do it. I don't know if they're going to use it for concerts and stuff too, but I would think they'd be foolish not to. If you're going to have a bunch of people getting geared up for a Garth Brooks concert, when that comes up, you would think uh, give them a spot to hang out before and afterwards. And prices might be slightly lower than the stadium prices because you know those are going to... Maybe, maybe not. I'm going to say slightly by like $1 or $2. 50 cent discount if you drink before you go in. Who knows? So they previously planned this, but it ended up not happening because, of course, the pandemic ended up delaying the opening of Allegiant. So... Um, they have again filed paperwork with Clark County and that will undoubtedly get approved in a couple days when that goes through. So there you go. If you're looking for a place to hang out, that would be a good place to do it before a game. All right. Shall we return to our fun reminiscing about our lovely Las Vegas trip a couple weeks ago? Sure. All right. Let's dive in. Let's start with something I was planning on talking about last week that we didn't get to, and that was our return visit. We've been there many times, mm-hmm. but it had been a while since we had gone to Downtown Cocktail Room, which is a very good um, mixology cocktail bar right off of Fremont Street. Um, really like what they do there, typically. And they change their menu up every season. Mm-hmm. So we decided to check it out since it had been a while. Um, as with everything, they had reduced seating. They had a different, uh, usually when you enter the venue, the room, there's like this trick door. That's mm-hmm. kind of a thing. That is blocked off. It's a mural of Tony Shea right now. Yeah, it's like a vinyl yeah. tribute to Tony Shea. So you have to go around to the alley. So it makes it a little more speakeasy-esque this way. Mm-hmm. They have a buzzer on the door. You buzz, somebody comes to the door and gets you, and then and then they escort you in to a table. They did have some bar seating. That, of course, if you've been there, you know is a small bar anyway. It's only like four to six. Yeah, so pretty pretty limited seating. We had mm-hmm. a couple of listeners who we met who were sitting at the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, they seemed to be having a lovely time until yes. I ruined their evening by bitching, at, <laughs> bitching, not at them or about them, but to them about the what I'm about to tell you. Yes. So uh, we got in. We ordered a round of drinks. Mm-hmm. They came you know, in fairly reasonable time. The one weird part about this interaction... Mm-hmm was when the person taking our order, she said, okay, um, I'll need a credit card to open a tab. Pretty normal. Yep. G- give her a credit card. And then when she came back and gave us our drinks, she said, oh, can I get a credit card to open your tab? And I said... Uh, I already gave it to you? Gave it to you like five minutes ago. Oh, okay, no problem. Wandered away. I didn't really think much of it. Mm-hmm. And by but the she way... she kept saying she was a trainee. Yeah. Um, she was actually bartending, wasn't she? Yes, she was. So it was kind of weird. Usually the bartender's not coming out and waiting on tables no. too. They, they were other... severely understaffed. Yeah, I think it was just her and the general manager. Yeah. I think that was it. And the reason I know she's the general manager is because we had multiple conversations this evening. Um, so we got a round of drinks. We finished them. And we're like, hey, maybe we'll order a second round. Oh, let's get another round. So we're, we're, we're waiting. waiting. And we're, and we're waiting. other tables. And there was probably six or eight tables with people mm-hmm. at them. Um, and they're being helped. And... Mm. She keeps coming to the table next to ours, doesn't even look our way, no, goes back. No. So anyway, it ended up being, I'm, I don't think I'm exaggerating, no. 40 minutes? Yes. 40 minutes. 
between the time we finished our round of drinks and she came back and asked if we wanted another one, at which uh-huh. point we're like, hell no, get no, us out of here. No, we need our check. So she goes to get our check. And then proceeds to start making another, I would say, another round of drinks for another table. Yeah, and these are not like rum and coke. No. These are complex. They require muddling and yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, So then finally after about another... 10 minutes probably we we, we just get up, up to and the go bar. to the bar we're like and i'm and i i it became very clear very quickly that they were scrambling to try to find my credit card mm-hmm. which okay it's 2021 isn't the holding your credit card a little archaic as a system like shouldn't it they shouldn't physically hold your credit card no, to open a tab they should run it and return it to you right and then but some process venues, it when you're ready to go. They're not alone. Some venues do that. But it doesn't, like with security issues and all that, that's that's old timey. Mm-hmm. Fucking get a new system. So anyway, and as a result of that, and I've got to think this happens once in a while. I'm sure I'm not, I know it's not the first because of the conversation I had. <sighs> they lost my card. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, fucking a. This is my. This is, I use this card for everything in Las Vegas. Not mm-hmm. the only card I have, so it'll be okay. But, but it's just easier to track. It's easier to track because it's a business card. I have to, you know, then go and cancel it, mm-hmm. all that. So, so she's like, well, we'll 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 find it after we close. We'll we'll. Or, no, it wasn't after we close. It was after the rush because it was their happy hour. Oh, I thought it was going to be after they closed. No, it was like a. They have like half price cocktails. Okay. Well. I'm like, well, I have to cancel my card. I, I can't. Yeah. Because you know, I don't know if it got in somebody else's this folder or whatever. Yeah. yeah. If, if somebody else ended up with the card, I don't mm-hmm. know. She's like, no, no, I'm sure it's here. But I'm like, well, well I can't, can't take count that on chance. that. So yeah. we're gonna, I'm going to go back to the room and call and cancel my card. So we start walking back to Circa. We get about to what? We get to the stoplight at Golden Nugget. Yes. And my phone rang and they mm-hmm. called and they, they had found it. So that was good news. Yes. So you went back. I was having a shoe issue <laughs> due to an unfortunate choice. So I went back to the room. Should we get into shoe issue? No, we don't. No, need to get into we that. don't need. To, no, I um, I had not broken in these shoes, and I needed to change. That's all. Yeah. So I went back, and she, she gave me my card, and she she was the general manager was very kind, and she let me yes. vent. This is before I got before they called me. Mm-hmm. I vented, and I just said, "Hey, I've got to tell you." Losing my credit card aside, mm-hmm. our experience here sucked. Yeah. So we've been here many times, and this was the worst service I've had. It was really bad. And she she, she, she took complete responsibility. Apologetic. She goes, that's not her fault. She's a trainee. It's my fault, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. she's like, come back tomorrow. I'm working. We'll comp, you know, we'll, we'll comp whatever you want. And I'm like, what I, I should have said, what, what we should have said was, hey, comp those two people I at know. the bar. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think of that. Sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, but I, I said, I don't think we're going to be coming back. I said, the thing about this that frustrates me is I just lost an hour of my vacation right. time, and that's more important to me. And yes, you've you've discussed this a yes, few times. Yes, mm-hmm. And uh, I said, so I'm not inclined to come back and risk doing that again, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Um, but anyway, I went back, and she gave me my credit card. She had it when she I buzzed the door, and she mm-hmm. had it, and she handed it to me. And I just said, hey, I, I, I'm glad you called. I hadn't had a chance to cancel it yet. And she's like, oh, that's why... I, we yeah. were trying to find it really fast. And I said, well, I really appreciate that. And I said, and I also appreciate that you let me vent. Yeah. I said, I just needed to get that out and thank right. you. And you, 
you didn't want to ruin her night. No, no, and yeah, I said that. I said, I said, I know you listen to people complain about stuff all day, and I appreciate that. And I, I said, yeah, you know. and it's hard being in the service industry, yep. especially right now. So even though we had a bad experience, I didn't like want her to be bummed out all night about yeah. it. So yeah, and then we chatted about just like some general. I asked her. I said, I have to know what happened. Where was it? And she's like, Well, there's this space between the credit card or between the uh, cash register. And the counter. Uh-huh. And she said, and I've lost stuff there before. I'm like, well, fucking... Well, then, then put, well, put so something then, in there so, so it then, doesn't She happen. said, you know that space in your seat, in your between your seat and the middle thing in, in your car? Yeah. And I said, I have a solution for you. And then I told her about the drop stop, which is a product that I saw in Shark Tank that yes, I got. Yes, we both have them and they're wonderful. Yeah, you, it wedges between your seat and the thing and then you can't lose anything down next to the seat. I mm-hmm. said... And she's like, that sounds really good. I have to get one of those. And I said, you should get one for your cash register. Yeah. So anyway, we ended thing. It ended fine. It ended she on a good note. She handled as well. But it, yes, she took responsibility. She felt bad. But yes. And we didn't, we obviously yeah. didn't pay for our drinks, our round yeah. of drinks and that. But um, I'm still not inclined to go back. Yeah. <laughs> After having a bad experience like that, I'm just like, nah, that turned me off to the place. Maybe Even a though, long time after. Maybe. Like when they. When Part I can of it sit was at the staffing. bar, you know, and the other thing is now the the best times we've had there has been when we've been able to sit at the bar and have a chat with the bartender yes. and watch them make drinks and stuff. Yes. If you're sitting at the table, it's kind of boring. It is. It really is, especially I mean, we, when it's the two of you us. You and I have nothing to say to each other, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, huh? Gonna look at my phone again, see what's going on. I will yeah. say this because we've we've always had good experiences there in the past, and mm-hmm. they do really good work with their drinks. Yes, I'm not. I'm definitely not like um advocating that people shouldn't go there right right if you want to go there go there please yeah just maybe um, pay cash it was just a bad experience <laughs> that turned us off to the place yeah but it wasn't it was at least to some extent an anomaly and maybe wait until after they're fully staffed mm-hmm. so there you go that was a drag you know our our bad customer service um at least they like tried to make it right though yeah. and it ended yeah, amicably it did yeah um our bad customer service experiences in Vegas are pretty minimal considering mm-hmm. the number of customer service interactions we have. Yeah. So we're probably overdue. <laughs> I'm blaming myself. What a Minnesota thing to do. I don't know if that's a Minnesota thing to do. I don't even know what that meant. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, anything else about our downtown cocktail room visit? Nope. I guess you had mentioned... I. I don't want to go into this in depth, but one of the things, uh, one of the videos I'll be putting up at some points on the Facebook group is of Facebook or Patreon. Patreon, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Facebookers. Uh, on the on Patreon, one of the videos that I shot is um, I I can't even remember what they're calling this thing. It might just be called the Downtown Alley. The alley, yeah. Um, behind Downtown Cocktail Room and around that area, mm-hmm. you might recall this. We talked about it a long time ago. They cleaned up. Do you remember? To some extent, they cleaned up the alley, and they have all these murals. Um, And I shot video walking along that of of the murals. So, so it's the alley behind downtown cocktail room, and then there's like an intersecting alley that goes over to Carson Kitchen. A couple, yeah. There's a couple little turns and stuff, but Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of artwork back there. So, if you're into street art, it's it's kind of a cool little. It is. And then they have stuff that they're planning to open later, like there will be a community piano people can play. There's and, a little puppet theater. And a little library. Yeah. I'm, I'm most upset about the puppet theater. I think there were plans to hold events back there, but again, because of the pandemic, all those plans ended up getting nixed. So at some point, I would imagine they'll start having things there. 
Um, all right, moving along. So as we mentioned briefly, we stayed at Circa for this trip. This was we we had been to Circa in November, but that was before the hotel was open. So of course we wanted to stay at the brand new shiny place and put it mm-hmm. through its paces and check out every thing that we could, pretty much. Um, so we returned to a lot of of the restaurants and stuff, <clears throat> restaurants and bars. We'll only t- touch on those a little bit, mm-hmm. but we want to talk uh, um, largely about our room. And a couple other, th- Legacy Club, of course, which we hadn't visited because that wasn't mm-hmm. open before. So we'll talk about that as well and a few other things. Um, so yes, for this room, for this trip, we had a Circa Suite. We got it comped because I gambled like a maniac last trip. <laughs> oh my God. You know how you can go online at some casinos, including the Circa D Golden Gate properties, mm-hmm. and you can see your win-loss statement real time? Uh-huh. Um <laughs> <laughs> you were that, doing that during the trip too. I was you? doing that during the trip, and I didn't. I didn't. Uh, well, I, lo- I I lost more this trip, but I didn't put as much through. Like last trip, I played way more, like mm-hmm. twice as much as I did this trip. But I was at least winning back some. Yeah. Um, at a better pace. Um, but yes, that last trip I gambled like a year's worth in almost a year's worth in, in one trip <laughs> in four days. So, um, so anyway, as a result of that insane gambling spree um i ran up my my uh value to that property and i was able to get a circus suite comp for four nights um so the circus suite is i would say it's for those who have stayed at the d mm-hmm. um, this is sort of their version of the d suite yep it reminded me of a more modern different but similar mm-hmm. version of the d suite yeah, the layout was similar. You had the bar and the living room area in one room, and then you went into the bedroom, and there's a bathroom as well. Yep. Helpful to have a bathroom. It is good when the room has a bathroom. <laughs> en suite, I believe, is what they call that. I am. <laughs> I refuse to stay anywhere that doesn't have that. I don't think oh you my... run into that in this country very often. Y- I think like New York, they've got... Really? Yeah. Ugh. No, thank you. Uh-uh. Not sharing a bathroom. With anyone, except you. Especially during these times of extreme fuckery. Oh, my God. All right. So the... Um, we're not staying in any youth hostels, is what I'm saying. We're not youth, so... That's true. Can you stay at a youth hostel at any age? Is there like one I creepy dude can. in his 60s who's just like, does that at every... I feel like there is a guy that would I, yeah, do that. Yeah. I'm glad I'll never encounter him or know him. <laughs> or be him. Or Well... <laughs> <laughs> I'll be that creepy old guy. I just won't be at the youth hostel. I'll be somewhere else. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. So let's let's talk about our suite and the things that it had going for it, and some not I wouldn't say issues, but just minor quibbles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then opportunities for change. <laughs> there we go. Overall, I loved the, loved it. Me I too. really enjoyed staying there. We were on I the top too. floor. It was our room was fifty five twenty. No. We? Yeah, no. that's the top room floor. Oh, top room floor. Yeah, okay. the only floor above that is the Legacy 60 Club. Legacy. 60. Okay. And again, because they skipped the 40s and they skipped right, some right. other numbers, it's not really that high. I mean, it's high, but it's not really 55 stories mm-hmm. high. 55th floor. Um, our room had a view of the mountains mm-hmm. and of... Um, we could see the, the Neon, Neon Museum, Museum in the distance, which that was, was kind of cool. cool at night. You yeah. see that lit up. No, it's far enough away. Like I couldn't get a decent picture of it really. Right. You could um, see the hard rock guitar and the Moulin Rouge sign. Yeah, yeah. So it was a cool thing to have. And in best the of all, 
there was a view of the California pool. Oh yeah, so I looked out the the window and we could see the sad the sad pool at the California next door and below. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I snapped I snapped a picture of that and sent it to a few friends and said, "Wow, stadium swim looks like shit from up here." <laughs> that was fun. Okay, so um, the view I was absolutely fine not having yeah. a stadium swim view. Yep, I was okay with that too. Mountains, it was lovely. Mountains is a lovely view. So, and we didn't. It was it was a fairly quiet room. Mm-hmm. Did you? Uh, so you tend to notice this stuff more than I do because I'm half deaf. <laughs> um, did you? Were there any noise issues for you? Nope, not at all. And I'm sure some of that might have been how high up we were. Yeah, but didn't really have any you're not hearing garbage trucks or anything right and then there were when i think the last night there were some people partying across the hall that you could hear in the hallway but once you were in the room nothing yeah so the soundproofing was pretty good yeah um overall i thought the design and layout of the room was comfortable and nice and i felt i felt good there Mm -hmm. i liked being there it was comfortable the design is cool like in the the living room there was a cool like the ceiling had a cool texture to it a cool design pattern on it yeah and there's just like just little things that were very aesthetically pleasing, yes. like the wallpaper in the bathroom. Again, I felt comfortable there. Yeah. And the colors were blue and gold, which were my high school co- colors. So oh, maybe okay. I felt young and youthful and like I was back in, no, that would actually <laughs> had a, the anxiety to ramp up if I truly felt that way. But, um, so the, the living room had a, uh, well, so there's a bar right when you walk in and then there's a table with a couch mm-hmm. and a chair. Oh, there's also like there's a, also a little dining room table dining kind of room thing table too. In the middle with, so plenty yeah. of plenty of seating. Mm-hmm. I spent some time hanging out on the couch. Sometimes in the morning before I venture out, if you're still mm-hmm. sleeping, I like to check my phone, you know, check my email and do that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, the couch was very comfortable, comfortable place to sit. The couch also, um, you can many of the rooms at Circa, not just the suites, have a a Murphy bed hidden in the wall, and a lot of times in hotels when there's a Murphy bed, it's like super thin mattress, kind of mm-hmm. shitty. You're going to be on a lumpy frame. These are a different kind of thing. Like it's the whole wall pull. Well, the whole section of the wall pulls down mm-hmm. and it's like a full size mattress. Yeah. It's not rolled up or anything. It's just, no. Yeah. It's flat in there. So mm-hmm. I, I pulled it down and just took a look at it. I'm like, Oh yeah, this would probably be okay to sleep on. Um, I think I shot video of that too. Didn't I? I shot video well, of you, you doing video. that. Yep. Yeah. So, so that'll, that'll end be on, on Patreon. Patreon at yeah. some point. So that's kind of a cool thing if you have, you know, a couple people who don't necessarily want to sleep in the same bed. um, You got a couple options there, yeah, or in the same room even. In that, or if you have people who want to crash in your room or something, I don't know if that's like, I don't know. Yeah, the one one weird thing when we first got to the room that I noticed, well, we noticed it because we walked past our room, yeah, the first time, is for rooms. When you're in the hallway, mm-hmm. for rooms that are on one side of the hallway, the room numbers are not visible. Unless you turn around. Unless you turn around and look. Yeah. So they're on, the, there's like a little, how would you describe that? Like the the door is about half a foot in from mm-hmm. the hallway. So there's a little. The door frame. Almost kind yeah. of like a thick frame. And the, yeah, the, the numbers are not for us, it was when we walked from the elevator on the left, our room was on the left side of the hall and you had to turn left and then kind of turn your head back again to see the room numbers. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a weird, that was weird. Usually yeah. you have them like right next to the door or something. And right. then also the numbers are really dark. Mm-hmm. So even then you have to, like, I was worried I, uh, that I was going to rattle somebody's doorknob or something. 
so to speak. Rattle somebody's knob before. Obviously, you're not just going to walk in because yeah. keys and whatnot. But I don't know. The, the room number situation's odd. That mm-hmm. was an odd design choice. But that's, again, minor inconvenience. Minor. And once you yeah. notice it, then you're like, okay, I know where it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing I really liked. Yes. Was um, the luggage storage and the shoe storage? Oh yeah, you were you had a little display of your shoes underneath the. Oh, it was great. Like, was it like a credenza kind of thing? What? Yeah, and then usually it's hard rooms, to find a place to put your luggage. A it lot is. Of times. It is, and then and then usually they have the little luggage stand thing, but yes. there's only one. Right. So for this, they had this long. Look, it was almost like a bench across from the bed. Yeah. Well, not a bench, but like... Credenza, I think. Is yeah. that what that's called? Sure. Um, so there was room for two suitcases. Yeah. And then there's a rack underneath where you can put shoes. Mm-hmm. Very convenient. Well thought out. Yeah. I I love that design choice. Yeah. A lot of times I'll have... Like, you'll have your suitcase... In a corner. In a corner, and I'll have mine in the opposite corner, and... Uh, yeah. No, this was nice because, you know, we had them right next to each other, and then there was plenty of room, and... Yeah, I like yeah. that design cho- choice too. It was a little thing, but it made a big difference being organized. And then for hanging stuff in drawers and stuff, there was an armoire for all that stuff mm-hmm. right next to the suitcase thing. Yep. So it's like an over a large wall unit, Yeah, I guess. Or at least combined, that's how it felt like it was one thing. Um, let's see. Should we talk about tech? Yes. All right, so it's it's uh, they've got a lot of technology in the room. Instead of having a phone and an alarm clock, there is a tablet next to the bed, like mm-hmm. an iPad type size tablet, uh, and that's that controls, like I said, phone, alarm clock, um, any of the room related stuff. I think. Can you actually order? I know they have um, they have a small room service menu from Saginaw's Deli. I think you can. Can you yeah. order that instead of having to call? I believe so. I scanned I the menu, but it. I didn't. Yeah, we didn't yeah. actually do that. Um, the sandwich I wanted was not on the menu. Yeah, it's a pretty small list of things. But if you need something late at night, at least they have something that they'll deliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a couple panels in the room, one in each of the two rooms that controlled lights and... Blinds. Blinds and drapes, although the one in the living room, you got it to work one mm-hmm. day. I had the magic touch. I tried it four or five times and it never worked. <laughs> I had to go over and pull on the drapes and then they would open. Because, but that's all automated. Also, the thing that puzzled me is there's a privacy button and mm-hmm. a service button yeah. on the on the panel by the door. But there's not usually at rooms in rooms that I've stayed at that have had that. If you hit a privacy button, then there's like a light outside that indicates mm. "Do not disturb" or "Service, please." Yeah, but I don't clean my room. Yeah, believe there are any no. corresponding lights outside. So I think so. I, I think that's. Like the light switch in your house, it doesn't yeah. actually do anything. <laughs> yeah, that one light switch. Um, like that was part of the system, but they didn't install the other part. I'm not sure, but it didn't seem to do anything. And like when we turned on service before we left, we didn't. It didn't really. Housekeeping get... was random. We had so housekeeping once. One day. No, they told us when we checked in that if we needed housekeeping or anything to let them know. And mm-hmm. I think they might still be on a pandemic schedule where they're mostly doing rooms that are turning over unless you request it. Um, but so we assumed that after the first night, like, oh, that's fine. We, and if we need towels or something, we'll let them know. Yeah. But, um, then all so of a I sudden. I just left my stuff all over the bathroom because why, yeah. why clean why? it up so that they can clean up around the sink or whatever. But then just randomly on the third night, all of a sudden they or the third day, mm-hmm. 
that came in and cleaned. So I don't know. Maybe it's a every third day. Sky. I don't know what, what the deal is. Yes. It's a mystery. It was fine. I didn't really care yep. about it. If we needed anything, we would have let them know. Exactly. They have the, it, it was, they have a text. Text concierge like yes. everybody does now too. Which is a nice thing. Actually, when I, like a week before we stayed, I got a text from the concierge mm-hmm. ask, asking what time we were going to arrive. There were a few little things like that. So Yeah. Well, there were, there was one time where we did have to text them. The oh, shower. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Do we want to finish up our tech discussion? Yeah, let's talk about tech for, yeah, let's finish this little thing. So the other thing, and this is um, a an ongoing issue I have with hotel rooms and that sometimes the light switches aren't obvious. Mm-hmm. Like you have to fucking figure out what controls what. And in this room, particularly the bathroom was odd mm-hmm. because there was um, the switch there. There was like a top switch and a bottom switch. They were, it seemed like two switches. And I figured one is on and one is off because that's mm-hmm. usually how those work. The top one turned the lights on and off. You hit yes. it twi- once or twice. The, the bottom one? bottom one didn't seem to do anything. Yeah. And then there were, I guess there's sconces by the mm-hmm. mirror. Those lights, they didn't seem to... I'm like, well, those must be it for the bottom switch, but they weren't working. But then you figured out later that they were attached. It was a nightlight option on a, the tablet. A nightlight? Oh, or on, on the, not on the tablet, on that panel. On the wall panel. Yeah. And that was weird to have the le- the first of all too much light for a nightlight. You wouldn't leave those on all no. night. Um, but then to have those attached to the panel by the bed instead of it was odd. It was yeah. an odd setup. So anyway, I'm always like, there's got to be an easy. There's got to be a better way. There has to be a better way to fucking label or make light switches more obvious mm-hmm. for what they control. The one thing that was nice was there was a high and a buy option where if you the door. clicked high, it would turn everything on. Buy, it would turn everything off. I like having that, but I, I you don't but, hit, don't hit the buy at night. No, I don't know if it pertains to this room because I said don't do that because I had it happen. I think it was a Venetian or Palazzo or yeah. somewhere a long time ago. I hit buy at night to turn everything off, but then I, when I needed a single light mm-hmm. at night, you had I to turn everything on. I had to turn everything on to get that one to work. So I'm always like, yeah, it's good if you're truly leaving, but otherwise, don't use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, anything else about the tech? Does the steamer qualify as tech? Oh yeah, let's talk about the steamer. Now, oh God. Well, for you us were it does. having a night. Oh my God. <laughs> this was Monday night. I think you're a little hangry. And you're a little tired from traveling and you hadn't like fully embraced the Vegas vibe yet. No, it took me a good 24 hours to really get into to it. So I was, yeah. So we were getting ready to go to Legacy Club. So we had to dress up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got your dress shirt out. It was a little wrinkly. I'm like, do I have to fucking iron this? And yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose I do. Because, well, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the room I wish was, I had recorded this because it was and I knew funny I knew, to me. I, I knew the, the rooms didn't have irons. Irons because when we first talked about the rooms, you were like, "Oh, a steamer." They have a steamer instead. So I, having not the Cleveland kind, having been somewhat excited that there was a, a clothes steamer in the room, mm-hmm. I figured that you then knew how to use. Oh no! Oh no! Clothes steamer. I've never used one. You've never used one. I was just. I just thought the concept was good. Okay, so I, I, there's a in the closet. There's a little little cloth bag with the steamer in it. And I mm-hmm. pulled it out. I'm like, okay, how do I use this? And you're like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we'll figure this out. We're smart. We're both college educated. You have a master's degree. We'll figure this fucking thing out. So there's a little <laughs> tank in the bottom. I figure, okay, I, the water must go in here. Mm-hmm. So I put water in there. And anyway, we 
figured it out. It's not that complicated, yep. but it, it took a while. It yes. took two of us like. And then you held the the shirt and I steamed it. It was a two person job. It was. Yeah. I don't know that it needs to be, but we had it. We had it as a two. I think I did the second one all by myself, didn't I? <laughs> yes. Which you I did. never even wore that shirt, but no. Anyway, yeah. If you've never used a steamer and you think you might, you'll probably find a video on YouTube. That's what I should have done. I learned something new during my trip: how to use a steamer. Mm-hmm. And then you were, you were pressed and clean for our trip to Legacy Club. I was, which we'll get to in a little bit. All right, so that takes us to the bathroom. Let's talk a little bit more about the bathroom. Um, big. Big space. I loved it. I, oh my God, it was great. I like having a large space in the bathroom too. I don't know why. I, I've i got you so much stuff. You spend more time stuff. there because you've got all your makeup. You had like yeah. a whole freaking... Oh yeah. It was like fucking Clinique counter in there. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, but yes, uh, multiple... There were two sinks and then there was a space in between that had like what, a makeup a vanity. mirror and a yep. vanity. And, um, I loved that too. A place to... Sometimes I like to sit s- down to put my makeup do on. Do a little meditation in there. Yep. I have a skincare regimen. I know you do. I've heard all about it. <laughs> Morning um, and night. So yes, space-wise. And then on one side, there's a separate little um, room for the toilet. Mm-hmm. Very small, obviously, little space for that. And then the opposite of that, on the other side of the door, is a large shower space. They don't have tubs. No. It's a very large shower space with a bench. Mm-hmm. Um, so you the, can sit and meditate the, if you need to. The water pressure, both in the shower and for the toilet. Wonderful. Important things. Wonderful. Oh, that, that shower pressure. I compare the shower pressure in every hotel to our own, and it was the way to- stronger the, than... The toilet yeah. pressure was good, too. Yes. You tested that. I that had was no, great. Nobody had any incidents. Um, <laughs> these are important things to discuss. I, know I agree. I mean... You don't want to have to call down, no. which we've had to do from yes. time to time. Uh, the shower pressure was, was, was fantastic. It was. Once we got it fixed. Well, it was, the pressure was fine before we got it fixed. I had great shower pressure that first shower I took. I couldn't get the temperature to work, so that probably clouded my opinion of the shower pressure the first time. Let's talk about that. So another thing we've talked about from time to time in hotel rooms, I may have even had a section in my book about this. I don't remember, but I'm always perplexed. Not always, but a lot of times the controls in a shower in a hotel room are not your standard what you have in your house. No. There's a series of dials and pulleys and knobs and buttons and snaps, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have to try to figure out. And how... once we figured it out, it was fine, but it was the figuring out part. So this one had two dials. Yes. The top dial controlled. There were there was the overhead, um, like the rain shower shower, shower head. Okay. Yeah. And then there was like a handheld wall thing. That, that I'm not sure what it did. But well, I, it's just, knowing not, the shower pressure, I was a little afraid to find out. Yeah, that could have taken Accidental some, colonic. Could have taken some skin off or mm-hmm. other. Um, so that shifted between those two things. The bottom one then, of course, was to turn it on and to control the temperature. But the thing is, with the temperature part of it, you would just spin it like... You described it as like a high school locker combination where you had to go around and then back. Yeah, like if you have a safe and you have to like go past zero after the first number and it was mm-hmm. like that you had to to get the hot you had to go all the way around past the part where it was off and then yeah so anyway and then the first day it wouldn't shut off it wouldn't shut off it was there was a a, a fairly substantial drip coming out for yeah. quite a while 
And it was two days before Earth Day, and I felt like, oh, I'm killing the planet right now. Yeah, so you called down and had somebody come up. We we left, and when we came back, it was they had to tighten the yeah. handle. And then it was really then, then it was, was fine. Fabulous. But yeah, we're like, what the fuck? Are we that dumb that we can't figure out how do to do this? Do I need to write a user manual for the shower control? I'm on vacation. I don't want to do this. It seemed more complex than it needed to be. And yeah, we we're very simple people. Obviously, <laughs> we spent this much time on the shower <laughs> controls. There's something wrong with us. Yes. Okay, just moving along from that. Um, were you pleased with the toiletries in the oh, room? Oh, dear the, God, yes. The shower gel, shampoo, conditioner, lotion. Oh, oh, and yes. And hand soap. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. Do you know what kind it was? It was, I'm not going to pronounce this correctly, I think Balma. What? <laughs> Say it again. Balma. Balma. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's French. It's B-A-L-M-A-I-N. But if you watched Legendary Season 1, you will pronounce it Balmain because that was the name of one of the teams. I just read somewhere recently or heard somewhere recently. Where was that? Just in the last couple of days. So I'm going to call it Balmain. And now we, I know we have um, the main event. At, least, at least one listener in France who's learning to speak English while listening to... Please feel free to correct me, a listener but, in France. Um, I've heard... The French language described as like you run out of enthusiasm halfway through the word. <laughs> so that would be Balme. <laughs> I'm not familiar with those products, but you seemed happy with them. I was extremely happy with them. They smelled wonderful. They were luxurious. I took a couple home with me as a souvenir. I just I enjoyed them. All right. Thumbs up to Balme. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we've covered tech. We've covered the bathroom. Let's cover the bedroom. Um, important because you're sleeping there. It needs to be comfortable, mm-hmm. right? Um, king size bed, Serta uh, Chateau mattress, which I think is a hotel only thing because mm. I was researching it. I'm like, well, if this is a good mattress, we're in the market. And I was like, mm-hmm. if this is a good mattress, maybe we'll get one. Um, it was fine. It, it was, was a little firm. I thought it was a little too firm. Yeah. For, we slept fine on it, I, but yeah. yeah. Um, but overall, the bed was comfortable. Um, one of the issues with hotel rooms sometimes is is at night you get light leakage. Oh, yeah. Or, or light leakage, depending on how much you drank. <laughs> that too. Didn't have any of either. No, the um, the light coming, there was some light coming in between the drapes. I could have used my clothespins for that. I was going to ask if you had brought the clothespins. I had pins. brought them, and then I just never got around to putting them on. Well, the problem with clothespins, if you have the automated yes. curtains, then is you have to go and take them off before you use that the automated is why. thing. And that is why. It was just a little bit. It wasn't bad. No. I, I slept well. It was overall a pretty dark room, which mm-hmm. I like. So thumbs up on the, on the uh, blackout curtains. In the room, noise level we covered that was low. Um, one thing that I would um, take a point off for if we had some sort of point system <laughs> is the amount of space between the chairs in the bedroom and the bed. Oh, yeah, was very small. And at night, when inevitably you get up and go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. if you have to walk past those chairs, there's a risk that you're gonna ram your shins into either that or the frame of the bed Mm -hmm. which you pointed out right away you're like oh that bed frame is going to be dangerous Mm -hmm. somehow avoided doing it maybe because you had called attention to it um but it was a little bit of a tight kind of a tight space there i ended up walking into the wall one night but that had that was no one's design problem except mine that's a special (laughs) that's that was a special achievement um the bruise yeah so uh, that that would be but again that's it, it would be nice if there was a little bit more space there, but 
the room size is as it was designed. So mm-hmm. without smaller chairs, that's what you're stuck with. Um, I would say, and this echoes something one of our callers said about a standard circuit room a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago. Uh, there was a charger on one side of the bed. Yes, but not on the other. And there was a charger on like the desk next to the armoire like on the desk the, area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you kind of need to have them on both sides of the bed. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a pain for you because you didn't have one on your side of the bed. I did not. I dealt with it. And I don't know about the living room space if there are any, I don't know how the outlets were out there because I didn't really use them. Yeah. Um, it would be not, I don't know if there was, it would be nice to have one on the bar, but I don't think there was one there. Like right when you come in the door, you want one. Mm-hmm. Put your phone, plug your phone in right away. Mm-hmm. Um, garbage cans. Garbage cans too. Same thing that that same caller said that there were there there weren't enough garbage cans. I would mm-hmm. say for sure there needs to be in the bathroom. There needs to be one more. There was yeah. one by the one toilet. One in the toilet. There should be one under the like sink vanity yeah. area. Yes. And they're really small, so anyway, yeah. you need more you need more garbage cans. And especially with housekeeping now coming every day. Yep. They filled up. So. Yep, um, but overall, but overall, I mean, these are my these are fairly minor things. Yes. But overall, I love the room. I oh yeah, stay there again in a heartbeat. Yep, uh, okay. and I just love the convenience of it. Like because we play a lot at Circa, eat a lot at Circa. Yeah, just, yeah. I'm sure we'll be staying there again. General some general stuff about um, our stay there. I guess the the room keys are proximity cards so you don't have to slide them they're just a little you scan them in front of the door mm-hmm. i like that because those don't have as much of a tendency to be demagnetized yes it can happen i think but we didn't have any problems with the keys so that's good usually almost every hotel room if you're staying there for 3 or 4 days mm-hmm. at some point you end up your key quits working that yeah. didn't happen at all so that was good uh, the key um functions as a um, a pass as well to get mm-hmm. into the hotel yeah, or into the casino. Usually so, you have to flash your ID. Usually they scan your ID. Yeah. That's part of the security there. If you have a key, this is a helpful tip because they don't necessarily tell you this. Mm-hmm. But one day I was, one the first morning I was coming in and I was pulling out my ID and the security guy saw that I had a key. A room key. Sticking out of my wallet. And mm-hmm. he said, oh, if you have that, you don't need to show your ID anymore. Just flash your key. And that worked great because you could just walk. If there was a line, which there rarely was more than one or two people, but you could just hold it up and walk right in. And mm-hmm. they, um, I think security liked that too. It's like, oh, good. We don't have to bother with your ID. Uh, yeah. They seem to like that. So anyway, that was a nice touch. If you're staying there, you don't show your ID every single time. Hooray for that. Um, they also have security at the elevators. So you show your key at the elevator security. And these elevators, uh, they're kind of like the system at the D mm-hmm. if you've stayed there where they don't have buttons in the elevators. They instead have panels outside. My tip for you, mm-hmm. if you stay at Circa, they have immediately upon showing your key to the security people, they have a panel or two panels, one or a couple panels for each set of elevators. Mm-hmm. There's two sets of elevators depending on your floor. Yep. If you use that panel to select your room number, uh-huh. you don't have to scan your key. Whereas if you go to the elevator bank and select your room number, then you have to scan your your key, your key. and it takes a minute and it's mm-hmm. a little awkward. So my suggestion is, and the other thing is, if you scan, if you select your room number immediately by security, mm-hmm. it tells you which elevator to go to. And by the time you get there, the door is usually open. The elevators were fast mm-hmm. and we were only a couple times where we on an elevator with somebody else. Yep. 
So that was a nice thing too, especially when you don't really want to be in close proximity right now with people. And we then, never really do want to yeah. be in close proximity no. with people. No, but, but especially, especially now. right now. <laughs> um, I think only twice were we on an elevator yeah. with somebody else. Um, you also use your key to get into stadium swim. You can come and go as often as you would like mm-hmm. if you're staying at the property. We ended can... up going there more often because we were staying there. Yeah, yeah. And you, same thing if you're staying at the D in Golden Gate. You can use your key to get into stadium swim. Mm-hmm. But um, so you show security downstairs. You take the escalator up and then where they where, where you normally would pay your general admission, they... Um, they pull up your room number mm-hmm. and mark off that you were there and they stamp your wrist. Um, but yeah, we went up there. And then when you come and go, you can just show just your show stamp, stamp after that. Yep. We were up there. Three times. And I went up there once without you too. Yeah. We were up there, yes, several times. I think maybe even four times. I don't know. We were up there a bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, at night, it was lovely. Oh, it was beautiful. The first night, was it the first night? Second night, we went up there 10 or was it the first night i don't know we went up there once at like t- for the it last was the second hour. night yeah they closed at 11 we went up there at 10 just for um just to wind down a little bit mm-hmm. and yeah gambling was not being nice to us and we're like what should we do oh we can just sit out under the stars and hang out and have a pleasant time yes it was very nice i like that space a lot i'm not yeah. as we've mentioned before I- i'm certainly not a pool guy you've spent a little time at pools but not much mm-hmm. this particular pool because of the addition of the screens mm-hmm. where it's almost to me it's more like a sports book that happens to have pools that's how i view it yep um i like it i like i like hanging out there yes even if i'm not at like the, the music a lot of times when they had the dj the music was you know more like dance music mm-hmm. um it was fine. Like I'm, mm-hmm. like I don't mind. I like that, and I like that environment in that setting outside. Fun vibe. So yeah, I like that space a lot. We were up there one day when it was very windy. Uh huh. You may have seen there was some footage from February where they had a windy day and there was like furniture whipping around and yeah. shit. It, it wasn't, wasn't that, that windy, bad, but I like, it was. Eh. It could have taken a turn. Yeah, we we took off after a little while, and a lot of people were leaving at that point. So if there's a high wind, and we'll get to that in a second too. Um, the outdoor spaces can be kind of a drag, but again, that's going to be an anomaly. You're not going to have that all that often. And there's not a lot of shade. Yeah. That's one thing that I, people have wondered about when we get into July and August with no umbrellas and mm-hmm. no shade during the day, how they're going to handle that. Unless you have that. a cabana. Yeah. So it's... we'll see what, we'll see if they come up with something. They're not planning on putting umbrellas up. So, um, so yes, something to keep in mind. Yeah. I think there's shade in the morning. Maybe a little bit early, but, yeah. Yeah, uh, but at night, it is delightful. Uh, yes. We spent a little time up there during the day, too, but mm-hmm. um, mostly at night. Oh, and th- so that first, the first night that we went up there, I went up to the to the bar and and ordered, ordered our drinks and mm-hmm. gave our room number for room charge. Oh, yeah. And then like half an hour later... I went back to get a second round mm-hmm. and the bartender looked at me and she remembered my room number. She said, 5520, right? And I'm like, well, that's kind of impressive. Yeah. And uh, she said, yeah, I don't think I've done any room charges since last time you were here. So it was still stuck in my head. And I said, are you working tomorrow? And she said, mm-hmm. yeah. And I said, okay, I'm going to come back tomorrow and see if you remember. I went back the next day. I wasn't really going to just go back specifically for that, right, but I was no. up there the next day and she happened to be there and she saw me coming and she gets this big smile on her face. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let's see how you do. She goes, 
Fifty-five twenty. <laughs> that was very impressive. Yes. Like sometimes a bartender, will, after a couple of rounds, will remember your drink, right. things like that. But to remember a room number even half an hour later. And the next day. That's impressive. Yeah. Service was really good. People yes. were really friendly. I like stadium swim a lot. All right. Should we should we hold the rest? Yeah. My throat's starting to get a little sore from all this yapping. I feel like we're getting a little long-winded here. Yeah. So uh, next week, we'll talk about Legacy Club. We'll talk about a few things related to restaurants. Um, and drinks. And just some general yep. stuff with the casino floor. But yeah, let's hold off on that. It's fun to stretch this out a little bit, too, because it gives, it gives us a to chance to... relive it. Yep. Yeah. Stretch out our trip fun for mm-hmm. one more week. And next week, we'll get to some phone calls as well. I know I've got about a dozen of those waiting. Um, so we'd love to hear from you if you... Uh, planning to call in do that uh before we go we do have a bunch of karma donations you can tell that people are heading back to las vegas because all of a sudden the karma donations are going nuts we appreciate yes everybody for doing Thank this you. um so yeah paypal donations this week from travis a karma donation for a trip starting a few days ago four nights at planet hollywood then downtown for a night at plaza have oh, i hope you have, have had a lot of fun brendan and heather heading out next week for four nights at venetian um in February, Karma Donation helped achieve their winningest trip, topped off by his wife's first win, by Heather's first win ever, at a place that we encourage everyone to go, Samstown. <laughs> Still have never been there. Um, and said, thanks for years of pushing us to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what show you're listening to. Yeah. We, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. Hope you have a wonderful trip and hope it's even more winning than February. Joe with a guy's trip happening right now as we speak at Circa, first trip since the extreme fuckery began, said thanks for the pod. I'll let that one slide. <laughs> um, yeah, have a great time. Dale, yeah. karma donation for a trip coming up later in May with his video. Po- video. It says here, video porker buddy. Oh. I'm going to guess that's poker. Mm-hmm. But if you want to pork a video, that's fine. Uh, video poker buddy Brian, last year broke our 18-year Vegas streak. Uh, yeah, got to make up for it. Go twice this year. Back. And actually later on, we, well, I'll just jump ahead. Brian, karma donation for a tri- May trip. With my friend Dale, <laughs> uh, hoping for those royal flushes. I hope you guys both hit royal flushes. Yes. That would be awesome. Lori said, sorry, I missed you both in Vegas. Oh, yeah, that's right. So she was listening for Steely Dan and Doors mm-hmm. and was going to make a karma donation bo- based on how many times she heard them in the casino. Um, uh, she said she didn't hear any there, but listening to Sirius 70s on 7 during their 1,300-mile road trip, two Steely Dan songs. Ah. And made a, a karma donation based on that. Oh, thank you. We didn't hear any Steely Dan while we were there either. No, it was great. We did. We barely even heard the one that always follows us around is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, they're horrible, oh, and we didn't hear any of them either. So that yeah, was we good. did. Did we? We we heard them once. Oh, okay. I must have gone into like I black out. I just... Yeah. Joe Crow heading to Vegas in about a week, a couple nights in Laughlin, and then five nights at Caesar's Palace with his son, who's turning twenty-one. Well, that'll be an awesome time for you guys. Mm-hmm. Mob Museum, the Neon Boneyard, Golden Steer, all kinds of stuff planned. Have a great time, guys. Yes. Congratulations to your kid on turning 21. And a karma donation from Jim. Thank you, Jim. We appreciate you you as well. Thanks to all of our listeners for throwing us some karma donations, supporting the podcast that way. We do appreciate you. All right. 500bymidnight.com is the website. 500gmail.com. If you want to send us Dear Tim and Michelle questions. We're on Facebook. We're on no, we're not. We're on well. We're well, on, one of us is on, on Facebook. On, fuck Facebook. We're on. Uh, we're on t- Twitter. Fuck My Twitter thousand. too, but not as much. Right. Five hundred. Anita Martini. That's where you find us there. 
And of course, the voicemail line, we would love to hear from you. Since so many people are returning, we expect those voicemail quantities to ramp up. I want to hear from all of you with your reviews and observations. 702-866-9494. As always, thanks for listening, emailing, calling, being you, being wonderful. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with another show. And until then, have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.